up, guys? And welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast with me, Jabril, the Movie Newbie, and the two aficionados, Ollie and Raf. So enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys? And we are back again for the Movie Newbie. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long time since we've seen each other. <laughs> it, it has. Yeah. It has. It's been a while since we've had the uh, the movie newbie physical reunion. Right now, it's just been on Zoom. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So, basically, just a quick little side note. Um, we did record this episode before, but I wasn't very happy with how it turned out. So, we're just redoing it again. Just wanted to let you guys know. Um, so yeah, that's why we've kind of not been mm-hmm. around. So yeah. So anyways, let's get back to it. We're talking about the Warriors for this, for this episode. And, um, yeah. What do you guys think? What's your initial thoughts? Ollie, you want to jump, jump in that boat? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, this film is a film that I think is perhaps the way I like to describe it is that I think that this is a film that is more iconic perhaps than it is quote unquote good. I feel like this movie has made more of an impression on the culture in terms of the um, the way it depicted New York, the way it depicted gang violence, the fashion, the music, the style of it all. I think all of uh, the quotes, which um, many people will remember from the film and will probably be repeated at different points in this podcast, I think all of that makes this a very zeitgeisty film, something that has stood the test of time for that reason, because... Um, For people at the time, it perhaps held up a mirror to what it was like to be young in urban America. And for people living today, you know, 30, 40 years on, it sort of reminds them, it, you know, paints a somewhat nostalgic picture of a time that has long gone of a New York that is more dangerous, edgy and cool. And um, so, yeah, I think for all those reasons, this is a film that uh, people continue to revisit and is always fun to talk about. But in terms of like how it, you know, constructs its story, like the character development, the, you know, sort of the the ethical substance of this film. I don't think necessarily it's a great film, but I think it's incredibly well put together. Um, and yeah, for lack of a better word, it is iconic. And so it's completely worthy to talk about. And um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed actually revisiting in this film. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, I, I... Like you said, iconic, and I'm going to use the word cult. I think it's it's one of those films that mm. uh, was created, and like you said, it's a zeitgeist film. It's something that was created. It, it almost feels ephemeral that it was just about a time and space um, in the 70s, uh, a film that was made by young people, uh, about young people, and it, you know, it was violent. It was pulpy. It's 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 as violent as it it's as it as it is stylish. Um, I'd like to th- say so. It it received a cult following more than it received a following in general. I don't think people um, are going to come at this film and be like, man, I remember this critically acclaimed, you know, Oscar worthy, uh, the Warriors. But it, it received a, a cult following in the sense that it, it, it kind of went against the code. It kind of went against mm. what cinema stood for back in those days. It kind of um, was a bit of a rebellious uh, name. You know, I think I think that's why people like it, because it's so... I guess I'll use the word avant-garde, but I don't want to use that word, but it's, it's, it's kind of, it pushed the boundaries. It, it, it kind of went further with, with what the tools of filmmaking had at the time and it pushed boundaries. Yeah. It, it challenged, it provoked, it's, you know, it did all these things. And I think that's maybe why 
um, people go back to it to, to, to view this. And, you know, it's got it's got pace, it's got music, it's got style, it's got fashion, like you said, and it's and it's fun. And it's, you know, it's under under 90 minutes, you know, you, you get you get a story mm-hmm. that's um, that's full of pulp and that's full of youth and that's full of energy. Uh, so it's really, yeah, it, it, has it aged? Probably. There's definitely a few bits that I'm like, well, you know, we don't, we don't view the world the same way. Um, but I'm going to close my, 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 my little intro here and just say, is this Mad Max in New York? Probably. Mm, mm, that's a good call. Mm. That's a good call. Uh, so Jabriel, you picked this movie as part of your theme. Why don't yeah. we, uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear what you think of this film and why you chose it. Yeah. So this basically to kick off the theme is movies that had successful tie-in games and the warriors was a game that i really really loved playing especially i I think i was like 15 or 16 i I started playing it on the psp and i was like wait this was a movie i have (laughs) to watch this so yeah i loved it as a teenager and i guess like overall it was a pleasant watch like it was a fun watch, 90 minutes, you know, perfect timing for me because it's quick, it gets through everything. And um, yeah, there's just something likable about it. I don't know it's because if it's because I played the game and I enjoyed the game so much and you kind of get a little bit more from the characters mm. in the game. But yeah, I just enjoyed it. And yeah, there is some bad acting <laughs> and there is some super like un-PC stuff that goes on in the movie. But like you said, Raph, it was a different time and we don't really think like that mm. anymore. So th- those are things that really didn't age well. Um, but then there was other surprising bits in the movie too. So um, pretty mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah. So those are my nice. initial thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And the video game um, was, 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 was developed by none other than rock stars. Um, so it's, you know, yeah. It, mm. yeah, I think it, it holds status uh, just as much as a video game than it does as a film. Even, I don't know. I don't know if there was, there was probably a resurgence as soon as the video game came out, people were like the warriors and you know, that's how these things happen. Right. Mm. And the fact that it was a good video game. I remember, I remember playing on the PSP too. That shit yeah. was unreal. I think you're. I think yeah. you're absolutely right that the um, the video game probably did lead to a resurgence mm. in uh, mm-hmm. discussion and attention given towards this film. Like I, I actually, I never played the game. I always wanted to because I, I remember seeing the box set in game. Mm. You know, when I when you go to shop for mm-hmm. PS2 games, or if you were, um, yeah, or if you weren't allowed to get a game, you'd at least just go in there. I was gonna say, yeah. Did your mom all of the films? Did your mom? Yeah, say my mom. Yeah, my mom. Be like, no, but I would, no I would walk around for ten minutes and you know, uh, fantasize about getting these games. Yeah. And I always saw the box mm. cover and it looked really cool. So I actually was aware of it as a video game way before I knew about it as a movie. But then since then, I think like that poster, which was also used on the mm. front of the video game, is really iconic itself. I've seen that mm-hmm. in like a dozen dudes' university hall rooms. Um, yeah. yeah. And I can see why it made, yeah, I can see why, um, uh, why it was, you know, uh, an, an obvious choice for Rockstar to adapt to the video game because, like, the premise itself does sort of slide into that GTA setup, you know? Mm. It's a bunch of young guys running around an open-world city sort of encountering bad guys and getting into scraps. You've got a destination that you've got to hit. Well, it, it, is it, yeah. does it, does it, does it, the mechanics of, of the film, does it work 
better as a video game than than a movie i found myself question questioning that yeah. you know i was like yeah. huh you know this is the premise of of a video game strongly so did, yeah. was its future always its fate always meant to be uh, a video game probably but i feel like yeah, yeah it's it's maybe better in the premise of in the in the video game world than than it is maybe in the cinematic world but it works it worked nonetheless yeah yeah well a little bit of a fun fact um the story that the Warriors was based off of, so the book was based off of this Greek, like, huge epic tale of this army that goes to Persia as mercenaries. Then um, the people that the people that hired them got killed, and they had to like run away back to Greece. Xenophon, so, right? That's what it's I called. Get, yeah, Xenophon. Yeah, so, um, I guess those tales are always good storylines no matter what if it's a play a book a comic book a movie a game but i think especially this one a game like even watching the movie right you you just feel like you it'll turn into an action scene and you're like in control mm. of the, the person mm, yeah. so yeah so yeah let's get to it so what what shall we start off with because there is this aspect of political correctness and i think we should address it yeah. now yeah. So, um, who who wants to take it from here? Uh, well, Raph is our resident woke person. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I have a reputation to you. I have a reputation <laughs> to uphold. Um, yeah, look, I mean, there's 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 a few things in this film um, that you know have probably troubled all of us uh, whilst we were watching it, and you know, I think I think the the one the one jarring scene would be the um, the encounter between the the I can't remember her name, but uh, she she turns out to be a cop. Mercy. Uh, oh no, the the oh the undercover cop. The undercover cop in the park. Uh, yeah, in the park uh, at in Central Park at night, uh, with the forceful nature that the scene kind of has, and the provocation that I think the scene uh, w almost went towards um, with with the flip, her being a cop and him getting you know him getting mm -hmm. stuck. So, but I think, I think that the, there's that general violence towards uh, females, obviously, um, is something, yeah. the, the F word, word uh, the N, uh, was the N word? No, they, no, no, yeah. So see, like racially, like racial wise, I thought the movie yeah. was really In good. In terms yes. of, yeah. like yeah. to the point where yeah. there was like POC skinheads, which I thought. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and like how, I mean, yeah. like, you know, not to give you know, not to give the white establishment any credit or anything, but how often was it that in those days in 1979 or whenever this film came out, how often did you see um, major characters who were Latinx or mm. um, mm -hmm. Cubana or, or, or um, black on screen and portrayed in a nuanced way? Mm. Yeah, no, for sure, Definitely. for sure. And I think, I think... Or even having like Raph, I think, I remember we were talking about it before, um, you really like the all-girl game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, to 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 think that that could have been a storyline in this film. Obviously, it's it, they 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 were made into kind of a, a villainous role, or or you know, some a role that they were meant to sabotage these boys and 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 really um, steal their thunder. But I would have loved to see a, a narrative where it was just about them or it was about their story. Mm. I, hey, who knows? Maybe, you know, we could recreate the war. Well, not we, but like someone can recreate the warriors and <laughs> and um, and it's about their tale. You know, that would yeah. be cool. 
like a yeah, TV series. Oh, that, yeah, this film could totally be remade as a 10-episode oh, Netflix series. Absolutely, absolutely. If, yeah. if, if each like episode HBO. focused on a different gang or something, like over the course of um, one night in New York City. I smell money here. Uh, Mr. Hollywood, <laughs> can we get you on the phone? Please? Yeah, yeah, please. Wait, hold on. I think Disney's <laughs> uh, Disney, Netflix, two different things, Jay. Bro, we can't, we can't, we can't have that battle. We can't have that battle. No, no. bidding war, HBO. my friend. Oh, bidding true, war. true. Prime. You put it, you put Come it, on. you put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one can only. What's the other yeah. one? One can. Dream. There is another instance, just in terms of the political uncorrectness of this film or incorrectness. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like, the relationship between um, Mercy, who's kind mm. of the, uh, I guess, the female lead, for lack of a better term. Um, and mm. Swan, that isn't particularly great. No. Um, because first of all, it doesn't really make sense why she joins them in the first place. No sense at all. I mean, supposedly she's mm. kind of impressed by them, but you know, she's running a, after. The, so after they encounter the, or, so basically, around halfway through the movie, uh, the warriors encounter the orphans in uh, Tremont, mm-hmm. and they get into a scuffle. A Molotov cocktail is thrown, as tends to happen. And then she, who's the girlfriend of the leader of the orphans, just runs away with them uh, from her own gang. And it's never really explained. Unbeknownst to us, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, and then the the swan, the leader of the warriors, and the others make some pretty terrible remarks to her, including one that really makes me wince, which is like, maybe we'll run a train on you, which is like a mm. horrible phrase. Yeah. And is pretty like um, standoffish and bullish to her, but she yeah. kind of sticks with them and they end up sort of becoming like a couple by the end of the film. Yeah, that's that's the most obvious one. They had to yeah. add that. They had to add some sort of romantic storyline mm. to it. So, right? like, yeah, in terms of the Begda- Begdale test, yeah. I guess, you know, it's 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 somewhat like fit, thinly surpasses uh, that test, even mm. if even if just by a margin, just by... I don't just, think it actually does, yeah. does it? Well, like, it includes, it includes, I guess, uh, what I'm trying to say is it, it, it includes a female character. It does, yeah. it does, it does that, right? It, but it, but, but in, but in that sense, it, 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 it excludes everything else from that female character. It steals away everything else that that female character yeah. can possess or can have, and robs her of any like identity, authenticity. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe if we move on to to her yeah. as a character, I thought one really good scene was the scene where it's her and um, she's in the the subway. Mm. And like these kids that were in prom, like I think they just came from prom or some mm. sort of party and they sit opposite her and Swan. And then there's this moment where she kind of like, um, she doesn't know how to act. Like she tries to fix her hair, I think, or fix her dress and Swan kind of like puts her hand down. And that was a good part of the movie where you kind of see like the character actually be something but other than that there was i don't think there was any instance where i was like oh yeah she should have been Mm. in that scene like in every other instance where i think she she was shown i mean it it felt like she was added just to be added and it didn't really do anything to the story no none none whatsoever and um yeah and you mentioned ollie that you don't think it passed the bagdale test at all um well i mean as I understand the Bechtel test, anyway, yeah. I'm pretty sure that for a film to pass the Bechtel test, one of the criteria is that you should have two female characters in conversation That's discussing true. something other than the, that has nothing to do with any of the male characters in the right. film. I guess, and yeah, I'm doesn't... pretty certain there isn't like a second female no. character, unless you're counting the gang Just members. Killing, yeah. 
Yeah, the gang members talking about killing, but they're talking about but killing see, men. To do with the men. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, Which is men. not bad. Yeah. Not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good fair thing. play. Fair play. Fair play. Um, but yeah, I think I think the you know going off on that uh on on that female character that's introduced and that's you know for no reason is kept just for you know exploitative kind of reasons. I I would feel, uh, this movie really lacks um. And I'm going to be critical here, but I think this movie lacks uh, any sort of, of sensitive humanity. And I know it's about macho, mis- misogynistic kind of virtues of like gang violence and violence in general and domination and stuff. So I think it is very gendered and catered towards boys or, 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 mm. or young adults, I would say. Um, mm. So you're getting already uh, a, a narrow view from this film by, by what it's, it's trying to represent, at least from what I think, um, from what I find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, I, I don't know if you guys read the book because I haven't either, but um, apparently the book is even like way crazier and violent yeah. and vivid, uh, not vivid, um, mm. like just violent and... Uh, so there is to think that this is like a PG version well, it of makes, the book is it makes sense that it is this violent and that it is this um, aggressive because it does derive from a story that's literally about mm. um, war essentially it's about violence it's about you know defending yeah. uh, your your turf turf so it's it, it does yeah. derive and you know the Greeks you know all these Greek tragedies or all these you know the Iliad, Homer stories, or stuff like that. Mm. They're all very violent. You know, Oedipus Rex is not like, oh, here I'm gonna read this to my kid at night. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's very it's very it's very fucking you know deeply violent, bloody, seated shit. So it's mm. yeah, the fact that but, it derives from that. But at the same time, you know, I I don't maybe that's just because it's aged a little bit since the time it came out. But I don't think of this as a mm-hmm. film that is particularly raw i think no. there are some raw elements to it but it does still in its own way feel like a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a hollywood reproduction of something or a hollywood exactly. interpretation of something so the idea that the book was more perhaps more graphic or more seedy than this doesn't surprise me because yeah there are lots of edgy elements to this film but i think like even the fight scenes for example mm. they do feel in a way more like choreographed dances than they do like proper <laughs> yeah. it's like, like bare knuckle scraps and then like the costuming too there's a sense of like there's a theatricality to this film mm. it's like blood sport mm. you know in mm. those movies from the 80s and like they are pretty violent and things like that but the there is that hollywood aspect well i'd like to it. say it's on Hollywood. I'd like to say it's anti-Hollywood, if anything, because mm. it goes against the codes of Hollywood of being um, structured in a very linear or a very um, ordered way, ordered fashion. I like to think that it's it goes outside of the Hollywood boundaries by being experimental. And I think that's what I loved about this film is that mm. it was youthful, experimental, like you said, all the theatrical um, and it's and it's gory and it's violent and I think it's it's seeped into our memories because of that in that sense and it it, it received that cult status because of that because it like yeah. jarred us and I think Hollywood uh, it went against Hollywood and I think I think this film is is in a way kind of anti Hollywood because of its experimentation. I think it's maybe maybe the reason why I think it's kind of Hollywoody 
is because it did inspire a lot of mm. people in the future. And you can see that with like the um, the DJ, yeah. the lady. Yeah. I don't know if that was a common mm. thing from the time, but the um, close the the, the, uh, the mouth to the like mic. do the right thing. Yeah. yeah, like it was in do the right thing, which mm. we've watched before, and I'm pretty sure I've seen it in uh, the Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. What's that movie? Um, Damn. What's that? Uh, oh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Friday. I think that's in Friday too. I think that trope. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and dear yeah, white so, people, I think it, they use it on that too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, something iconic is, I think maybe the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I think probably the biggest, yeah. uh, cultural touchstone for this film is Warriors <laughs> which even if you've not seen this film or even are aware of it, you definitely heard that line reading before. Because for me, before I knew about, I even, you know, was aware of The Warriors as a film, I knew about that reference through Wu-Tang Clan, you know, because that's, that's, I mean, yeah, that's all, truth. I'm all about the Wu-Tang, so, uh, mm. but that, that, like, uh, Old Dirty Bastard repeats that line in one of the, um, on a, a, mm-hmm. a song from the first album. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's a, that's a good reference. Yeah. Um, or, or even, like, I think I noticed uh, speaking of like cultural touchstones or, or or quotes that have just you know been indelible throughout time, uh, can you dig it? You know, like I've yeah, heard yeah, that before I even it. saw the film, and I was like, "Where's that from?" I'm sure it's from something. And uh, yeah, little did I know it was from the Warriors. And there's there's a few things about this film that have just like just remained in our consciousness throughout time, which is really cool. And the soundtrack is one of, and you know, I think that the concept as a whole, you know, like it's such an easy um, concept. It's such, it's such a video game concept that you're like, I get it. It go, they're going from this point to that point. Something, something happens at the beginning and now they have to run and then boom, they have to run from here and get home to their objective. Boom, boom. It's just easy. It's easy. It's easy to follow, yeah. easy to digest. It's a what's it quest 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 mission? Yeah, yeah, it's oh. sort of a quest. Essentially, essentially, yeah. it's a quest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that. Those movies I'm... will always be kind of easy to hang a story on. Like mm. it's like the reason road yeah. trip films are always going to be around mm. because people are always going to make those because that structure lends itself to the kind of story, like concise storytelling. Mm. You know, it's really simple. You got two people or whatever. You got a group of people or one person. They need to get from point A to point B, and along the way. Anything you think of can Ooh. kind of get in their way. And that's, you know? that's, I think this could be a good theme. Road trip films. Road trip too. films. Yeah. Or well, quest no, films. just like quest. I, quest I mean, that would be like Lord of the Rings. Uh, your Highness. Lord of the Rings 1, your 2, and 3. Is, well, yeah, well, <laughs> Fellowship is, is clear quest because there's literally, yeah. you know, I think second and third, maybe there's more storylines and it's a bit more layered. But the first yeah. one for sure. And this is why I drew parallels with Mad Max. Mad Max is that. Mm. Especially the, re- the recent one, 2015. Um, because it, it is them trying to get from with their with their with that oil tanker from point A to point B to mm. to that region. But um, yeah, so it's 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 easy to digest, and um, and you're right, J. Rowe, by saying that it it kind of uh, it influenced other filmmakers or it influenced and paved mm. way to to a whole genre essentially of, of things, and it uses it uses things that like have been. Um, experimental and daring at the time or and it and it and it, and it yeah. um it holds it holds true to some of the things that um 
that were used at the time, such as black exploitation. I think there's elements of black exploitation mm-hmm. in this film, which I really admired, and I thought that, oh, what a combination of things. And if if, if this film is if I think this film is 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 great for anything, is 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 it's great for being a hybrid. It's such it's mm. such a good thing of just it it glues shit together from other cinematic um, elements and it puts things together. And I'm like, yes, this is filmmaking. You're taking things that you know and you're stitching them together. You're not making one genre. You're making multiple. Boom. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Like I had a thought and then. I know we wanted to talk about the, um, I guess the the depiction of New York City, the setting uh-huh, in this yeah. film, because mm-hmm. for me, yeah, that is yeah. Um, one of the most um, instantly appealing things about this film. So mm. the film is set in New York City, but it's I guess it's kind of like a, a slightly heightened, fantasized version of New York City. Mm. Like, yeah, like it in, doesn't stay. It says like it suggests that this film is alternate reality. Yeah, it suggests this film is a little bit into the future, but it doesn't feel like it's a. It's not. It doesn't seem like a futuristic depiction mm. of New York City. It very much feels rooted in what New York must have felt like in ni- in the late nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. But then it it kind of imagines a version. Yeah, well, it imagines a version like of that. New York City that is where. The gang violence has kind of been taken to its logical endpoint, where at the very mm. beginning, I mean, the whole uh, instigator for this film is that the riffs hold this uh, summit in the park in New York City, in Manhattan, mm. where they say, look, our gangs now outnumber the police officers three to one. So if we all bandy yeah. together, we can essentially rule the city. We can turn it into our own kingdom. And Can you, can dig, you it? dig it? Can you, can dig you it? actually dig <laughs> it? Um, but, uh, but I think we need to bring back dig it i think i like that side note i agree with you actually i think um yeah i think i think i just in general any like disco or 70s lingo we should try to oh, so yeah cool. absolutely like i think um yeah like saying disco as like as like uh, as like good or we're good to go you know like if someone says to you like you want to go you want to you know you want to go get a bite to eat you're like disco and then you just <laughs> disco <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> um but yeah i dig it <laughs> but uh, I, I, so that version of New York City that's represent, it's kind of like a almost slightly post-apocalyptic version of New York City, mm-hmm. because it's nighttime. You've got these gangs running around, and there are barely any civilians. It seems on mm. the streets. It's yeah, almost like a, no one there. It's like a ghost town, and I mean, I think the kind of New York City that's portraying one that's is overrun by gang violence is probably not something that should be celebrated. Mm. I can't deny that. I do love diving into that world just for a little bit because it feels oh, yeah. like the Wild West. I think I think one of the one of the incredible things of revisiting films, especially in the seventies and seventies New York, um, is seeing uh, that city being depicted in that time because that time for New York was tumultuous. It was it was grim. It was dirty. It was messy. And you know that was the time of the Deuce, right? Um, mm. Where the golden age of pornography was was at the, was at its center, and you know on Forty Second Street in New York City. Um, that was where total. It was like Times Square. Y- y- right? Essentially, yeah. It was the. Su- I think it's. Yeah. South, I don't know New York, but yeah, I'm guessing it's Times Square. I'm like, oh yeah, it's I like think, South well, Times Square. In, I'm uh, like, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> it's that Eddie Murphy movie. Um, oh, uh, the the uh, Netflix. Uh, movie. Oh, oh, well, um, you mean um, Dolomite is Dolomite, my name. Dolomite's my name. Dolomite, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was set around. Feel like Ollie, that's like a great game. Like every time 
J Roll's thinking of a movie, we're both like we respond at the same time. I'm like, I swear to God, I responded before you. Uh, but it's like a really fun game. I'm like, ah. Uh, oh, that could be. That could yeah, be. A good could, game. Hey, yeah. it's a great drinking game. What movie? J Roll's. Yeah, <laughs> J Roll. What movie? What is J Roll talking about? What is J Roll? But um, but yeah. So I, it, it colors it colors that uh, image. I think of of the deuce of that time uh, and the center. The of, deuce was um Times Square, by the way. Yeah, that that used to be like. That was where most around that area, that part of downtown Manhattan, that's where like all the porn theaters mm, were back mm, in the day. Yeah. So I'm told. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I listen to like a, a bunch of stand up comedians and they always talk about that area being so um, rich in like rich in creativity, like with all the cinemas, all the stand up comedy clubs and the the whole like porn industry, prostitution, everything made it such a weird, interesting, creative, like mini mm. ecosystem, even if it was like a little dangerous. Um, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. You know, total depravity comes, can sometimes, um, incite creativity. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, it's, so it, <clears throat> it was really nice to, you know, going back on, on the depiction of New York for this film and, you know, the neon lights, the, uh, the, that it, 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 it does hold a futuristic feel without being like, this is in 2058, you know, it's, it just, it doesn't tell you the time and place, but it just shows you. Um, and I, I find that nice. And yeah, the lack of people could also be an incident of like, oh shit, you know, is there a lack of population? Like what, what happened, you know, or, or just people like hiding out in their, you know, barricaded homes. What's mm. going on? Questions, questions, no answers. What? Wait, were you going to tee us up to go into questions there? <laughs> I don't know. Should we? I don't know. Is it time? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it could be. I mean, we're around half, half, uh, <laughs> half an hour through. Um, yeah, so pretty good though. I feel like if there's one, if there's one way to go into it, that was, that was, that well, was the well, way before yeah, we get sure. to that, before we get to that, um, Still a lot more. can we talk about like maybe the, the, just like each gang oh, and yeah. like their, like what their purpose was. Cause there was, uh, the, the riffs, uh, who were like basically the Wu-Tang clan of the, of mm. the movie, then there was um, the orphans who weren't invited, <laughs> and there were the the baseball people. The, um, oh, they were and called the, the rollerblader um, was it dudes. The baseball furies, or the the, the furies, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. the lizzies. And then there were the lizzies, which were the um, the girls, the punks, um, who, were, who, were the, the, who weirdly were the ones on the roller the skates. Or, the, the the overalls. Riffs? No, the, the the punks were the ones in the in the uh, on on roller skates. Who like um, the road? Yeah, they had overalls oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and, and yeah, the yeah, striped exactly. shirts. They, um, yeah, there's yeah. the AC Turnbulls, which were the skinheads. Oh mm. yeah, damn! I yeah, that's all I know. That's all I got. The riffs. I can't remember. Did you say the riffs? Warriors. Yeah, they're the Wu Tang um, Oh uh, yeah, Luther's gang was the Rogues. The Rogues. The Rogues. The Rogues. I think Raph, you 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 do a yeah, because really yeah, that's my acting right there. It's just over the top. Um, <laughs> no, but you did it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want me to do it now? <laughs> that specific quote? Warriors! Oh, warriors! <laughs> Come out to play! <laughs> um, dude, if this, if this movie ever gets remade, dude, you TV have show. to play Luther. Yeah, yeah, TV yeah show, absolutely. Man. TV yeah, yeah. show. <laughs> Give me yeah. that contract. 
Um, yeah, no, so gangs, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where were we? Uh, yeah, so what about the gang? As in, like, what was the question again? Sorry, I, I that quote took I me mean, out. What did you think about them? Because every single scene yeah. in the movie mm-hmm. had a specific yeah, gang I, that they had to react I loved, to. I, I love the diversity of the gangs. Mm-hmm. I love how, like, every gang had its own aesthetic and belonged to a certain part of the city, that its own territory. That mm-hmm. sort of tribalism is was kind of cool. Mm. I liked how it was used in the film. Mm. And um, I will say, though, that it's like a mixed bag in terms of how impressed I was with the gangs. Like, some of them, I thought, from a fashion standpoint, looked really cool. Like, for example, the Warriors themselves. I mm. love those yeah. leather, um, uh, what do you call them, vests that they were oh, wearing. Love it. Yeah, g- give me a vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me one of your vests. I think that's why she wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, basically, because they yeah. just—they were just dressed to the nines, you know. They looked cool. They had a mm. great, a great look. You great know? aesthetic. It was like a coyote ugly aesthetic, mm. and um, and they just looked. Yeah, they pulled it off really well. But then you have, like the baseball fur- the Furies or the um, the punks who are on the roller that's skates, ridiculous. and like they were not threatening <laughs> at all. They just. They looked like they had come from like theater club. Or Again, you 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 mentioning yeah. that whole theatrical element, and I mm. think that's one of but it. But then there was like, I, they came like, from there center was the cutscenes in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> there was the cutscenes in the beginning, um, where they had like the Chinese gang, and they were just dressed up as like, I don't know. It it looked pretty. Oh, like, like it was not that kind great, of them, but um, like uh, stereotypical. They kind of look like railroad uh, workers. Yeah, like that's yeah. what they made with them. Like, with like the <laughs> hair, like the ponytail at the back, the hats, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. hat. And it's just oh, like, wait, did they have these sort of um like farmer hats? No, no they you know the, like it's like the, it's like the, uh, oh, we're not going to, yeah, we don't have to go there, but like. I don't know what they're media. called. We can't, medium, yeah. we can't, yeah. we can't, we can't <laughs> this we can't. a podcast. Yeah, and nor should we. we, we shouldn't have to give, you know, credit to this, so, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things I think like, like Ollie, it's a mixed bag because I think that there were elements, uh, w- the fact that there were a variety of gangs to, 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 to show was great because suddenly you're getting all these like different, you know, uh, personalities and, and you're getting like a, a wide array of people like in one screen, but I wish I had more time with them. Cause like, I don't know who the fuck they were. So I like, you're getting attacked by this gang and they have a certain aesthetic but that's all you know. You just know their aesthetic. You know what they look like, and a few, a few bad lines here and there, and then you're like, "That's that gang," or the, like, <laughs> or the Lizzies. I guess maybe had a bit more of a storyline, or the um, the Rogues have a bit more of an arc because they were chasing against, um, you know, our heroes. But I wish I had more. T- so, like, like we said, maybe a Netflix show where we get to really mm. see the, 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 grit, the grit, yeah, the layers of these of these gangs. Because right now it's just about the warriors, and the warriors are the mm-hmm. only gang that you're supposed to really care about. So if we had a remake, who would you want to remake it? Oh, Ooh. like a like a who which director? Whoa, that's a yeah. big question. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'll go first, and I'll say Tarantino. If it's a movie, mm. I think he'd be pretty yeah. good for a warriors. I think he'd be perfect actually. Mm. Yeah, he'd be good. But I don't know about a TV show. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he does. It'll TV. be multiple directors. Yeah. I could I could see like a I'd like to see like a like this may not be my final answer but I'd love to see like um Ryan Coogler's version of this or some or something mm. or like Shaka mm. King you know um yeah uh, who directed King. Uh, Judas yeah, and the Black Judas Messiah, and the Black Messiah uh, which yeah. is sorry just a little explanation there mm. um 
Yeah. Um, also, like, um, you know, if you get like a great martial arts director, oh, you know who'd be great is um, what's his name? Gareth Edwards, the guy who did oh, Rage. Oh, dude, yeah. And like Gangs of London. Ooh, I think that stuff. would be great. Yeah, that would be my Yeah, yeah, because he could just. I mean, you know, his films don't really have much of a plot usually, anyway, either. And I could just. Um, it would be very fast. Yeah, very fast, like, very kinetic, and I think he'd lean a lot more into the fight sequences yeah. too. Yeah, and you say not, a, not much of a plot, but the raid two was like Shakespearean esque in its in its. Well, in I, the, I and that's why I don't like that film seen as that much yet. as the raid one. Uh-huh. I think the raid two suffers because it tries to create this epic crime saga mm. in what is essentially just like a martial arts film. Yeah, anyway. true. No, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. story. That's another argument altogether. <laughs> Well, I think, think like, I think he said person. it like Gareth Evans would be would yeah. be because you know we're t- we're talking about if you want to keep the pulp of the film if you want to keep the energy if you want to keep the fast paced you know kinetic style you get a director that knows mm-hmm. how to do both you know he you know you know how to you know how to you know how to uh, you know construct a simple narrative but make some really because what this film I think I think suffers from as well is action scene I didn't. I wasn't especially thrilled by the action sequences. You know, they were, yeah. it was jump cut. It was edited so quickly. It was a bit, you know, mission mash. It didn't thrill me. Whereas you're getting, mm. if you're getting, you know, really gritty and like, you know, like long take action sequence, like something like the raid. Woo, man. Yeah. I just, I just got excited. Yeah. I just weed my pants a little bit here. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should just move on to questions Indeed. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go with the first one. Your favorite performance. <laughs> oh, and this be it's like uh, okay, here we easy. go. Um, <laughs> well, I, I do you want to start, Jabril? Since this is your choice. Um, my favorite performance probably would be. Can you, you take it? <laughs> Roger Hill as Cyrus. That would have been my answer too. Um, uh, yeah, no, he, yeah. Was, he was cool. Cyrus, mm-hmm. like I mean, his the the the, the bass in his yeah. voice, you know, it's kind of like the bass in a dad's voice that would like you know like go to your room. Yeah. Like and <laughs> such a such a small introduction, yet so uh, significant, mm. yet so uh, memorable. All right, so if, you know there are no small parts. Just to just to put it there, yeah. um, mine would be Luther, just the character that I'm probably meant to play in uh, the <laughs> uh, Netflix series or Disney or whoever picks it up. David Dude, Patrick so K- cool K- uh, Kelly, thank you, thank you, my yeah, man, from, for yeah from Twin Peaks. Shout out to David Patrick. Aye aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, Shut up. <laughs> from he, I will go and say. I would probably say James Remar as Ajax, because he's also like, the, I, I, I think probably the one person from this film that went on to do the most with his career afterwards, <laughs> to went on to was do like remembered something. for other roles. Yeah, yeah like, because he's, he, that guy is like an ultimate that guy. Mm. You know, he was in like, um, uh, uh, the original Judge Dredd, mm. he was in like the TV show Dexter as his dad, mm-hmm. he was in like Sex and the City, for Sex and the City fans um mm. yeah and, and he's been a lot of great stuff he's a good actor and he just like he, he plays like a complete dirtbag in this in this um film for those listening he's the one who as we mentioned earlier tries to basically you know sexually harass that undercover cop in the park mm-hmm. and he's like a complete asshole in this film but i think james remar plays him with 
a certain um, with grace. Know, he plays him with a, with grace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he's just he's a good asshole. So yeah, I really know James Remar. You're a great asshole, man. <laughs> yeah. No, you are. You're a great asshole, dude. You're such a good asshole to me. Tip top. Perfect. Uh, he's a perfect <laughs> asshole. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite scenes. <laughs> uh, Gabriel, why don't you? Yeah, you just kick us, us off. Kick us off. These questions. I, so my favorite scene is the opening scene. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a little bit of like exposition, like where they basically just say exactly what they're gonna do. Where they they like cut from beautiful scenes of Coney Island with the Ferris wheel and the subway going from where they are north to the meeting where where the meeting is gonna take place, and yeah, I think they just got to the storyline, the story really quick. Um, easy they got the audience like uh i mean they fuck what's the word <laughs> sorry kids um they informed the audience on what was happening what the situation was and done finish and they coupled that with beautiful shots so that's mm -hmm. why it's mm -hmm. my favorite mm -hmm. yeah. scene i guess if you can consider that great music as well scene. which we haven't talked about oh much yeah. In this yeah yeah episode. i mean we're gonna have to i think we have aged well mm -hmm. right yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Um, for, right. for my favorite scene, I'm going to mention a scene that we've already touched on a little bit in this episode, but it's the, um, the, uh, basically the, the dialogue free sequence in the subway car when, uh, towards the end of the film, when, um, uh, Swan and Mercy are sitting down and are about to get to Coney Island and what looks like those two prom couples, um, or those two couple high school couples coming from prom, it seems get onto mm, the subway mm -hmm and sit opposite them. And there's, there's just this prolonged exchange of looks between both parties where you can almost, it, not to get too lofty, but it seems to encapsulate like the class difference between these two people and the, these two groups and the class difference that is um, that exists in this, that must exist in this city, where these clean, mm -hmm. squeaky, innocent um, uh, high school kids are afraid, are visibly disgusted or afraid of um the warriors and of mercy mm. and like you said you pointed out that great moment jabril which i hadn't even noticed before mm. where mercy tries to fix her hair basically because she feels kind of embarrassed about how she looks because mm -hmm. she's all grimy and dirty from their journey and swan in kind of a controlling way but in a way that suggests that he cares for her he kind of puts her hand down like don't don't change yourself for them you know and yeah, it's like we're bigger Absolutely, than this. and it communicates so much mm -hmm. without dialogue, which to me is always the hardest but most effective thing you can do in cinema. Yeah. So I love that scene. Eye acting. Mm. Um, yeah, no, great, great, great choices both. Um, I would have to pick the assembly, the, uh, the major assembly of all the gangs and the introduction of Cyrus, you know, proposing this, this idea of, of uniting gangs to fight... Um, the police force to, to essentially fight the government and i'm like yes you know my anti-establishment self is like fuck yeah we can do that um but obviously that poses a lot of problems altogether <clears throat> and i think the um the the scene that leads up to uh, his assassination so i think if i were to pick a scene yeah his assassination because that moment is the pivotal moment that kickstarts the film then you're thrust into like what Boom! This is objective A. Now go to your exits. You know that's that's when you're that's when you're thrown into the film. The intro is beautiful and it weaves us in, but I think the pivotal moment mm. is. 
And so many people. So many see. people. So, so many, many people. I think, but like at least. Yeah. 200. I wonder how it was actually choreographed. Cause I'm pretty sure I saw some people like literally just standing there, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> and then other people like literally just like doing like weird maneuvers, like just like kind of like running backwards and forwards. Just like directors went and action, and everyone just like went just went their directions, like bumped into each other, fake punch, uh, fall. Yeah, it's I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah. All right. Next question. What aged the best? Are we all unanimous with this? Uh, are we all going to say the same thing? Or, or okay, I won't say anything. Jabril. Well, for me, the music. Yeah. yeah. The music. Um, and the costume. Costume design. I thought mm. that was really good, too. Mm-hmm. So those two really aged well for me. Um, uh, Ollie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say the, um... Well, one of you guys can take one of those. Well, I mean, I, I, I think the I music is, and the, the costume are definitely up there, but just to sort of add something different to the mix, I guess I'll say the, um, yeah, the depiction of New York City for me mm. is, um, mm. the depiction of New York City is a place that is more dangerous, but also just feels more, um, vibrant and gritty. Like, yeah. I'm not from New York, I don't, I, I've only been there a handful of times in my life, but I did live there briefly. And um, mm-hmm. I think while I loved it, like you, you meet any old, you meet someone who's lived in New York for generations and they'll always say, you know, New York's just not what it used to be. It's, uh, it's safer now, mm-hmm. but it's, it's got less character. All the graffiti has gone. There's uh, a drugstore in every, and a Starbucks on every corner. And it's just not what it used to be. And I think that this film really keeps alive this memory of New York as a place that was, Mm-hmm. you know, beset by a lot of problems, but also just was kind of romantic in its grunginess. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Nice. Yeah, a New York that we will never see, um, that we will only hear from memories. Mm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's this is why I love watching 70s films in New York. There's just, mm. and, you know, mm. oh, we'll get to it. But um, I yeah. will say what's aged the best is, the fusion that this film has and i know i don't know if that's like an actual answer but the 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 hybrid the fact that it Mm. it takes all these components and makes a collage of a film and it's a cinematic uh experimentation that worked and it's it's against um what hollywood was trying to do at the time and Mm. i think it's it's rebellious and i think it's fucking if y'all can see the sign, it's like the hardcore sign. That's that's what this film is. I need to explain to people that there's like the sun <clears throat> setting behind Raph mm. right now. And there's light glowing mm. behind him. So when he says things, it seems very... It's like oh, omni- omnipotent. Ethereal? It's uh, godlike. It's, yeah, just you know? like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I feel like there's wisdom, there's wisdom coming being. through me by these lights um yeah so i think that's what the, the what that's what this film holds uh, true it, it it stays within the lanes of a b film because of its experimentation mm. and i'm not mad at that one bit mm. yeah just a side note the, if anybody saw the get down yes the get down kind of uses the same vibes yes that's that's in very a way, true it kind of felt like the get down kind of got into it but it kind of tailed off with, I think, the latter seasons. But like, I think the, I think that's a really, gr- but it's a good. Yeah, it's a. I think that, that I wouldn't of, have thought yeah. of that about that, but I think the get down is definitely, 
if if it if it wasn't inspired by or influenced by the Warriors, it certainly sort of walks in its shadow mm. because it's kind of like it's you know not only is it set in this fantasy, yeah it's not only is it set in this particular sort of you know rooted in this particular time and place which is late seventies underground mm. New York. It's also because like that show, The Get Down, was made by um, Baz Luhrmann, whose background is in musical theater and mm -hmm. cinema, over-the-top cinema. It's got that theatricality in it as well. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of amazing actors in that show, mm -hmm. too, that have broken sure. out. Yeah. Sure. Jaden Smith, what up? All right, so. <laughs> the actor of our times. Uh, <laughs> I forgot he was Excuse in it. Excuse me, Jaden Smith is the Marlon Brando. He, of, uh... he truly is. Um, watch out. <laughs> I think he's surpassed his dad in about every way. Yeah. I, I like Jaden. I like Jaden Smith, too. I, I, like I defend him. I, I, <laughs> I think this I, is honest talk by Ollie. Yeah. I genuinely, I love <laughs> I his know. flow as a musician. I got to say, I love, like, his his verse on um, on on that Tyler, the Creator song, Potholes. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> never say never, guys. <clears throat> uh, was it? What age the worst? What's, what's um, age the worst, folks? <laughs> Jaden right. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> In every answer. Uh, what's age the worst? I mean, I mean, I think most. This is one where we'll probably all have the same answer for talking honestly, which no, is the. I don't um, think so. All right, I'll just. I, I. I think we'll probably like the. You know, the treatment of women. I guess. Yeah, I. I. I second that. I second that notion. I uh, heard. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in agreement. Um, all in accord. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's age the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, for, uh, well, okay. I agree with that. On but, top. Um, for me, the character called fucking Rembrandt oh. after the artist Rembrandt can't fucking graffiti a W <laughs> that looks at least kind of good. They could have at least like, you know, had some graffiti and made it look like he was finishing something dope. And he just does the ugliest W. And for me, because I played the game and you like made a better W on the graffitiing, game. Well, you have to. It was such a huge it part was. of the game to graffiti a good Warriors yeah. logo. And in the movie, it was just like, <laughs> like yeah, fuck the fart. Like it was fucking fart. Yeah, just yeah. fart noise. Yeah. Well, on to the next. I, I yeah, I, I, I second. Uh, I second mm -hmm. Ollie's notion. Um. Ratings. Oh wait, isn't there a mystery question, or did we already kind of cover? Oh yeah, that? the mystery question. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. It was so mysterious that we question. forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shrouded <laughs> in mystery. Yeah, snuck up on us. Okay, so the the mystery question is: If you were the leader of a gang, what would your gang be called, and what would be your like thing? Oh, like your like, like your so aesthetic? the baseball gang, or like yeah, your aesthetic, your niche, your gimmick, your um. Your uniform. Oh, I'll go first question. if you guys need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, 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 go. Okay, my idea is, I mean, my my gang is gonna be called the Breakers, and they're a breakdancing kind of like mm -hmm. thing, and so they dress up in all like Adidas, like just everything, like Run DMC nice. style. Yeah. And nice. um, their fighting styles like. Oh, yeah. sick! Oh, yeah, so good. Because it's like breakdancing, but we'll yeah, fuck you yeah, up. la capoeira, la capoeira, um, amazing. Oh, yeah. That's that's delicious. Um, that's I've got I've got one. I've got one. Uh, mine's okay. a bit <laughs> mine's a bit more on the. Uh, well, you'll you'll just see. Mine's called the drama queens. 
and uh. <laughs> we come from a theatrical background, um, and we'll fight you with our ballet, uh, with our ballets and our our pirouettes, um, and okay. with our really good acting. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we we're, we're kind of like a bit drag. We're a bit dragish, you know. We we like to look really okay. good. We like to be splendid and all dramatic, and and uh, yeah, we like we like to have a good time. Cocaine's definitely in the arsenal. I can I can imagine like you know those guns oh, with yeah. the bang one hundred percent like it says bang yeah. and then you and it's but all like, also, it's all like... Also, I think part of part of why we we are so notorious is because we've got like really really sharp blades like we're talking you know sabers we're talking machetes we're like I'm you know we're pimp- yeah we're pimping Assassin's, Assassin's Creed style Creed. yeah as we look you know flamboyant <laughs> as fuck. I, I can imagine, ones. like, yeah. your death scenes would be the longest, though. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, one, for sure. If for one sure. of you guys got stabbed, you wouldn't just, like, fade into the into the distance. You would just kind of be like, you like you'd just, like, be like, cradle me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, cold. And you, like, start, re- like, reeling off monologues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd well, we be, we be doing, like, Henry V, like, once more onto the breach, dear friends. Once yeah. more. <laughs> What is? Yeah. Like a red handkerchief yeah. that's like blood, and you're like. Ugh. As I die, I'm yeah, I'm like blood. resuscitating like Macbeth. Like, uh, is this a dagger I see before me? The hand it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like. Have you guys ever seen a uh, role models? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, the, you know the um, the character played that by uh, that character, the actor from Brooklyn Nine Nine, the um the RPG yeah. guy, and when he's dying, he's just like, go on. He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's, that's... just won't go. <laughs> All right, my uh, okay. This is you guys. Uh, you guys killed it with your answers. Um, um, I, I guess I'm gonna. My gang would be called the Milkmen, and we dress like milkmen, <laughs> and we just carry around like bottles of milk. Which we it's constantly like drinking. a 50s, yeah, yeah, like a proper, man. like you know, a milkman yeah. that brings around like white. a glass bottle, oh, white. yeah, like a sort of pinstripe, you know, uniform. So, you guys were responsible, you guys were responsible for that trend that happened like back in the two, like early 2010s, where people like drank their milk cartons and puked it out. Um, yeah, you guys remember yeah. like like that trend that happened where kids were like chugged like, down like a like gallon entire, of milk. Uh, <laughs> gallon of milk. Um, so you guys, yeah, you know, that's we, you guys. <laughs> you know, we won't that. take full responsibility for that, but I think kids were trying to emulate us because yeah, just we are like, and we would be inevitably be the coolest gang on the street. Um, you know, because we're big proponents of calcium, so we're big and strong, and we don't have many moves rather than just like throwing a milk bottle in your face is it but, glass you know, is it plastic are we oh yeah it's glass this is old school milk bottles damn yeah, yeah wow hell yeah bro. yeah so uh watch could, out for the milkman could we also purchase milk from you like if we didn't want to tussle i don't know why you get that milk. idea like do you, do you get... selling the milk, yeah. the milk. <laughs> like do you guys have a business as well um no. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is the the milk from singapore greenfields yeah <laughs> Mary Gold. Mary Gold, guys. Mary Gold. We were a Greenfield family. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys were oh, a Greenfield family. Okay. Uh, no, I was Mary Gold all the way, man. Yeah, hey, Mary Gold. Ah, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> wow, to think of that. Damn. Yeah. All right. Ratings, guys. Um, <sighs> oh, okay. Um, all right, I'll just go first. I'll give this. I will give this seven Coke bottles Damn out of it. ten. 
Oh shit! Sorry, did I take your okay. answer back? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna I do mean, bottles. Everybody wanted well. the bottles, yeah, I was right? do bottles. I think we were all like in the image of doing bottles. Um, I will Rough. give this. Uh, I will give this six point five baseball bats out of ten. Um, I will give this seven spray paint cans out of ten. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, thank you for the second recording of this. So much better. Um, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a better sequel. It's like like it's like the two towers. Yeah, Yeah. It was balanced. It was great. I'm so glad. And um, thank you for coming. I'd like to say thank you to Rap and Oli for being here. And before we forget, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, give us a five-star rating. Um, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your cousin, tell your ex-music teacher from year four. And thank you. And goodbye. Move it, noob it. Hey guys, if you like the show, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Movie Newbie, and you can also search The Movie Newbie on Medium for really cool, spoiler-free reviews. So, catch you in the next episode. Till next time, guys. Enjoy.